0: the way i do but you hello my loves i hope you're doing well today so this episode is a little bit of a different kind of episode and it's a different episode because i have a secret and it's not victoria's secret girl my secret is that i actually have another program it's called the get your commitment program Because I have so many women getting into the best relationships of their lives, I've created a whole new program to help them through their relationship stage. So whether it's saying I love you, whether it is moving in together, whether it's meeting the parents, whether it is engagement or marriage, So many women are in this program to get to that next step because here's the thing, so many of my clients actually don't have a lot of experience in meaningful relationships and they don't want to F it up. They don't want to self-sabotage. And so I created this program about how to get to that next step and how to be the leader of your relationships so that you're setting the pace and you feel like you're in complete control. So Sunny, who I am interviewing on this week's podcast episode, is part of that group And I think that her experience is going to be very interesting and useful to give you perspective on, okay, I'm in a relationship, now what? I want to let you know that if you want to, and this is just like a minor plug, if you want to get into the Get Your Guy coaching program to get into the best relationship of your life, you should be booking a call with me this week because this is basically the last week of the 2022 year that you can enroll in my program in 2023 with the 2022 prices, because next year, the price of my program is going up. Why is it going up? Because I've had 34, 35 exclusive relationship secure, which is an 85% relationship rate in my program, in my six month program. I've had 19 I love you's, I've had more, four move-ins, I've had six engagements, and I've had three marriages just in 2022. Now, if you're telling yourself that love, and I'm talking about the big L-O-V-E, can not happen for you, I beg to differ. It's very possible. But this week is the last week to get into my program for a January start date with the same 2022 price. So I want you to hop on that if this is a priority for you. The plug has stopped. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hello, my loves, and thank you so much for joining me today on the Get Your Guy Coaching podcast. I have a special guest with me today. It's a former client, and her name is Sunny. And I thought it would be a really good opportunity for us to just talk about what a journey looks like in the Get Your Guy Coaching program. And so I thought Sunny would be a really good guest for us to talk about all of those things, the ups, the downs, the trials, and the tribulations, because it's not all roses. It is some thorns too sometimes. And so without further ado, Sunny, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. I'm so excited for this conversation.
0: I love it. I'm so glad that you're here. So why don't we start by just telling people a little bit about you and just like how you heard about me?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am an editor by day. And so a lot of what I do is behind a computer screen. And in the past, I had an online business. And so Coach Moore and I were in the same circles, so to speak, online. And so that's how I came across him. And I realized that like, I needed some additional help with how I was showing up in relationships. And so that's why I reached out to you.
0: Yeah, well, awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad that you did. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It was was worth every penny. Let's talk about that because like you and I both know that nobody's really wanting to ask for help these days. So how did you get over that in yourself, especially as it pertains to dating and relationships?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, I realized that I was like repeating some patterns I saw there were some patterns going on in my relationships and so this is you know over time from when I first started dating like as a teenager until now and so I realized that like if I really wanted to have a good relationship and have and show up in a relationship in a way that I could really value and appreciate that I really needed to get some help and figure out what was going on so that's exactly why I
0: reach out yeah so girl what were those patterns girl don't ask shy now <laughs> you are the podcast girl don't try to well, like you give me this vague overview, girl. I try to be vague. It did not work. And people, oh. the people at home or in their cars are like, oh, girl, what, 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 what were the patterns, Because yes, I, I might know, have them know, myself. Right? So, okay. First things
1: first is I think I realized that I was breaking up with every guy that I dated. I mean, that was something that we haven't talked a whole lot about, but I think that was something that initially I think I felt really proud about. <laughs>
0: yeah and why was I that why were you right. proud of it
1: i think i was proud of it because in some ways there's a sense of pride there's a sense of optimism and there's a sense of not like becoming someone kind of downtrodden in relationships mm-hmm. and i think i felt very proud because yeah. it kind of eliminates that whole like stereotype of being like the ride or die <laughs> yeah. woman you know and i'm not a ride or die but right. you know that type of thing like kind of flies in the face of that stereotype i never wanted to be that person yeah. so
0: thank you for sharing that i think yeah. that's so important because there's a lot of women that do the exact same thing and what I know for sure is that they are protecting their hearts and that they don't want to be heartbroken and also they don't want to be abandoned this is an abandonment wound that we are trying to protect more so than anything else as someone who has a ton of them (laughs) I can uh, even personally say that right so have that I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me pattern what other patterns did you have
1: yes so that I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me, Pattern. I think, too, I struggled with deciding on how I wanted to show up in relationships in terms mm. of, let's put it very simply, masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. I didn't really know how to kind of, like, number one, what kind of partner I wanted, which kind of would determine a little bit of how I wanted to show up in relationships. But also, I think I struggled with being in touch with my emotions and my feminine side, which made it really hard for me to have good relationships. And so I think that those are definitely some of the larger overall patterns that I continued throughout relationships.
0: I'm so happy that you talked about this, because you aren't the only black woman who maybe didn't feel comfortable in her feminine and have enough trust with the people around her, as well as within herself to just sit in that and be okay with that. Right. And so part of the work that we do, and we'll definitely talk about this a little bit later, is just understanding where that comes from. And like, do you want to do that or not <laughs> right, for sure. more exactly. than anything else? And so, you know, you're not alone in that. And there's so many other women that are having the same questions about not just how do I show up or do, am I, am I masculine or am I my feminine, but who the hell am I? <laughs> right. totally. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times what,
1: who we are is kind of predetermined for us based on like our culture and mm-hmm. how we're nurtured. Obviously nothing to do with nature, but like how we're nurtured and how we're told that we need to show up and i think a lot of times especially growing up i felt the need to kind of prove my worth through being smart being intelligent yeah through like performing and showing people that i was worth this or i was best at this and so i definitely felt i had to step into that zone as opposed to just kind of being able to take a step back and not have to prove anything and so that was a really really big struggle that i that i had going forward and also I think it confused me because i was told that oh i'm a mature child or i was you know so mature as a child and hearing that from a It's like, well, let me prove, let me prove to these adults that I'm responsible. Let me prove that I, so I think I've really struggled with like having a childhood and just being able to be free and just being able to relax and experience childhood the way it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, so, and the other yeah. thing is like when you're always like the good girl that adulation that acknowledgement gets really addictive and like it's totally. like the only way that you get attention because nobody's checking for you because they know you're gonna be fine <laughs> exactly so people aren't like, really
1: checking in with you they're no. not like seeing how you're doing or how you're adjusting they think well she can take care of herself so what do we, you know who are the people who actually need
0: help yeah definitely okay so you heard about me and then you we had a consultation call so talk to me a little bit about that were you yes. nervous? Were you like, oh, I'm going to work with him? Did you not know? Talk to me about your experience with that.
1: I, I definitely distinctly remember the conversation.
0: <laughs> Why is <laughs> that? Initial,
1: I, because I was honestly, I think I felt like I didn't feel like you were judging me. I felt immediately like you were my friend in my head. And you know what I mean? So I, I didn't, okay. I just felt initially very close with you in a way that made me feel like I could, I kind of let my guard down a little bit. Yeah. And I was worried. Sometimes I think with, co- especially like the coaching industry, I think people fall very hard on one side of the fence or the other when it comes to an issue or like a particular situation or whatever. And I think your approach and that initial call helped me realize that there are some things that we have to figure out here. And it's okay that we don't have a solution today. It's okay that we don't come to a solution at this moment because I kind of, I have that quality where it's like, I need to be yes or no. I need to be a black or a white, or mm-hmm. I need, I need to be a red or a green. And that nuance is important. And I just needed to make sure that I was working through the situation fully before kind of making the next big decision.
0: That's so interesting that you bring that up. Because one of the reasons why I work with high achieving women, because it's 100% or nothing, right? Right. But (laughs) relationships and love is like being okay with being at the 60 and 70. Like just like being comfortable there versus sprinting. It's about the marathon. And so sometimes it takes a little bit of deprogramming to get to a place where you can actually just feel comfortable in a relationship and also just feel comfortable being loved in that way. Not loved hard or not at (laughs) all, but just loved.
1: Yes, yes. A reasonable daily sunny with clouds type of love you know just regular every day and i think that too was also very difficult for me because Mm. i didn't really grow up with the whole fantasy fairy tale maybe a lot of other black women (laughs) can relate like i didn't grow up with that fantasy of some prince is gonna whisk me away like i just didn't have that and so we didn't see it in our real life (laughs) we didn't and we didn't see it in our real lives absolutely not and then also i think people expect black women to earn love and i think it was really hard for me to kind of experience being in a good relationship without feeling like I had to kind of like it was weirded out I was weirded out (laughs) by how normal it was and so that freaked me out (laughs) because I'm used to the turbulence
0: I'm so glad that you mentioned this because that's what's like I think it's so interesting when people get into a relationship when they're in the program and then they're like they freak out and they want to sabotage it because it is not like anything that they've ever experienced before and so it's like they're so focused on the familiar case chaos that when there's peace it's so uncomfortable it's and they uncomfortable. don't even want it feels
1: it. like is this enough am i is it a good thing or yeah. is it should i constantly you know if i don't have to constantly improve my worth or constantly prove that i'm lovable or constantly prove something about myself like and, and things are just fine <laughs> And the love is stable. And you know, I don't have to worry that I'm going to come home to someone different than I left. Ah. If that's happening, it was a very uncomfortable experience. And I didn't realize that I didn't realize how uncomfortable it would be. <laughs> but it was uncomfortable yeah. in a good way that I
0: realized. So we had this consultation. And uh, was there anything that resonated with you during that conversation? And how were you feeling afterward?
1: <laughs> I knew immediately that I wanted to work with you. And I don't remember exactly what was said. But I remember how I felt. Okay, And I felt a sense Sense of like nervousness but a sense of relief at the same time I definitely trust your coaching style I trust your opinion I trust that I trusted that you were going to help me realize the blind spots that I had I'm excelling in my career I'm excelling in other areas what's going on with this relationship <laughs> what's going yeah. on with this relationship stuff and I definitely felt that you were going to give me the real you were going to help me really dig in and figure out how I could show up as my best self a yeah. relationship
0: yes girl always oh, yes always <laughs> nothing but um, so one of the interesting things that I hear is that a lot of people don't want to book that consultation call because it's like it feels very real. It's like talking to mm-hmm. a stranger. So what would you say to those individuals that maybe have been thinking about it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and you need to just not do it?
1: I would say I would first of all ask what are you waiting for? Because I truly honestly believe that the work that we've done in the last six months was worth its weight in gold and it was worth every single penny. So I would ask like, first of all, what are you waiting for, especially if you are a high achieving black woman, or someone who is running at full speed all the time, I would pick up the phone, don't even hesitate. And I don't say that because I'm trying to help. I say that because I think first step is actually like dedicating yourself and committing yourself to the process. And it is uncomfortable at times, but I think it was totally transformational for
0: me, truly. Well, thank you. I'm happy about that. We love what we do here, girl. It's all about that transformation. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about that transformation. Let's talk about working together. So there's been a lot like I was saying before trials and tribulations so I just want Mm -hmm. to just share with the audience that Sunny actually came into the program in a relationship and so the getting your guy was not necessarily getting her guy but it was understanding her guy and also understanding herself in the relationship so let's talk about working together and some of the things that we really focused on what were some of the things that you really found a lot of benefit from
1: absolutely so uh, first thing the first thing that we worked on was just understanding my feelings which honestly it took quite a long time it took a very long time at least I think to get in touch with my feelings for our weekly calls he would say like well how do you feel and I would always say I'm good I'm okay and yeah. the, one of the very first lessons that he taught me was saying I'm fine okay I'm okay I'm good is a moment that's being lost where you can actually be vulnerable with the other person and have that conversation and be vulnerable about how you truly feel but in order for me to do that I actually had to know how I felt so that's right that was the first thing is like figuring out when someone asks you how are you doing to be honest because sometimes at work it's like oh you're just trying to like get through the small talk and everything like that but when you're talking about friendships relationships and even at work having being able to say well actually you know I'm a little tired today and and being able to explain like why that is well I'm a little tired because I stayed up last night late or whatever you know I've been working hard or something like that whatever so that was the first thing that (laughs) helped me break my pattern of is just like being authentic with people and I honestly felt like I couldn't be authentic with people because i think and again maybe this is just me but i think growing up i grew up in like multiple judgmental pressure-filled environments yeah and i don't know that we would see them that way but just like I realizing now that i'm older it was really hard to be honest and because there wasn't any room for failure in some sense yeah so to speak failure in quotes of course and i think my parents and my family and my extended family did all the best that they could do but i think it's one of those things that, especially as black people we struggle with because yeah. we're constantly being scrutinized
0: but anyway so 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 it sounds like you were becoming more and more emotionally honest. And how did that translate into your relationship, girl?
1: It helped me realize why I was having so much conflict because part of the conflict was you're not doing what I think is the right thing to do. And I'm upset. I'm mad. (laughs) You're not, or you're not doing the right thing I think you should do, which first of all, this is how I feel about everybody, right? I Uh I, I feel like I have the right answers. (laughs) So this is no shade to my, to my partner, but like, I feel like I have all the right answers. I feel like I'm the person who knows what's best.
0: Uh And so
1: therefore, if anyone doesn't know what's best and they, or they defy me,
0: Uh then I feel,
1: (laughs) goddess. Oh, goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I feel slighted about that. And so I think what I realized, number one, was that I can't argue people down part of the issue of and I've struggled with this, not just in romantic relationships, but with just friendships in general, too, of just being emotionally aware, having that emotional EQ to recognize that people relate much more to feelings than they do thoughts and and logic and numbers and things like that. And so I, I've always struggled with relationships because of that, because my brain is always like, well, what is the right answer, as opposed to well, how do you feel? (laughs) And so it's been a, a It's been a struggle for me. So that was one of the biggest things that we worked on. And so in relationships, I would always be like, well, this is what you should do. Well, this is the right thing. Not realizing that people want to feel that warmth. They want to feel that comfort. They want to feel heard and understood. And I want that too. I always feel better when I have it. So that's one of the biggest things that I think has just transformed me personally in relating to other people,
0: anyone really. I think sometimes people think of like the work as a dating coach is like, now you, you're going to text this to the guy and then he's going to do whatever you want and da 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 da. Yeah. But well, you hear that a lot. Yeah. And I think it's, I'm so glad that you're sharing that this is about who you are and how you relate and connect with other people. Absolutely. That's what this work is about more so than anything Absolutely. else. Absolutely.
1: And I didn't expect that going, I mean, I knew for some, I knew the was. What did you expect girl (laughs) what did you expect (laughs) well I think well let me let me rephrase it I think I just kind of didn't know what to expect I think I've seen a lot of people talk about oh like women have to be soft and delicate and meek and mild and that will make a man fall to his knees and and do all you know and I think that's a very 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 simplified simplified but also kind of confusing because it's like shouldn't love be that the other person loves you for who you are that's you know, for who, who you truly are. And so I had seen like your videos like on social media and everything like that. And I just was intrigued because I really felt like you being a Black man understood the culture that we come from and what struggles Black women especially struggle with. And I felt seen and understood. So I, I think part of what I expected was that you were going to be honest with me. I didn't honestly expect the feelings part. I didn't know because we don't talk about feelings. right? As black people, we don't talk about feelings typically. Yeah. I'm just obviously generalizing. If, here, if, but. People,
0: if people got a problem, in the household then mom comes and says okay time to eat and that's, that's yeah, that that's the says, forgiveness that's how she, that's the apology. apology okay do you want to go to the store and then you eat or you get something and that's your forgiveness <laughs> and, and, and that's,
1: that's it Yes. we move on we don't talk about it especially yeah. with like you know cultural hierarchy and mm-hmm. what's appropriate what's not appropriate like it's very strong and so yeah. I think our black culture doesn't get enough respect and how codified our culture actually is with the whole of the conversation in front of the day I yeah I think that's it's just a big it was a big struggle for me
0: and you've been rocking it out now so I think that's a, awesome. that's been really good um, and I think that that you know it's really hard to take that next step and to do things that are different than what you're used to doing I remember early on in the program I would say okay that's how you're feeling and that's what you want. Now it's time to communicate that. And you'd totally. be like, but no, I can't. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would <laughs> all, totally. do yes, it. Yes.
1: Explain. Because you know what? The people who really care about you will hear you and if they can't hear you right away. They'll figure out how to start hearing you. And I think I'd grown up in, again, this is no shade to my family and friends or whatever, but I think I grew up, I grew up in a scenario where you really couldn't be, you could not Trust your family and friends, at least me, with your feelings. It was like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. They didn't have the capacity. They didn't have the emotional capacity to handle those emotions. And so, being in a relationship with someone who can handle that is a completely different experience. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, One of the world. One of the things that you also just kind of mentioned, which I think is really important, is this this notion of acceptance, right? That people should love other people for being them. And I know in our work together, that was sometimes a challenge for you, right? Why is he this way? Why does he do that? (laughs) Why doesn't he do this? Right? Yeah. So let's talk about that journey for you. How were you able to start accepting more and judging less? Mm.
1: I think that, and I was just having this conversation the other day, I think that how I grew up was very, I grew up in a very judgmental environment. And so people had to act a certain way, they had to dress a certain way, they had to speak a certain way, they had to kind of present a certain way, they had to do everything just right. And if they didn't, then it was behind closed doors, they get talked about like a dog. And I definitely grew up that way. I participated in that, because that's how I grew up. And I didn't understand that there was like another world out there where people just loved each other and Mm -hmm. try to just like accept people for who they showed up as. And so it was very, very difficult for me to break out of that. And I've had some personal, some situations personally where I'm not as close with with some of my family members as I would like to be. Part of that is because it's very difficult for me to be in those scenarios without feeling pulled back (laughs) into some of that mindset. I'm really trying to work myself out of that so I can be more loving. And then in turn, accept more love because I always felt like if I was this way, then I would be good enough. If I had all my ducks in a row, then I would be good enough and therefore i'd be worthy of love and therefore everything would go perfectly and when in reality obviously that's not the case i'm not perfect i'm just a normal person and i think that it made it very difficult for me to accept unconditional love from my partner from my mom from my friends i always felt like from
0: yourself for myself.
1: Yeah. I definitely could not love myself. That's definitely true. So yeah, uh, yeah thank you with so that.
0: thank you for sharing that. Okay. So let's talk about some of the changes that you were able to make in the program. What did you notice and what maybe did other people notice?
1: I think first and foremost, I cried a lot more. Uh, <laughs> That's the most visceral like change that I've I mean happened. we made that thug cry. Listen, <laughs> I've been crying. Listen, I was missed no tears. Yeah. You're never gonna see me cry. What did Beyonce say? I commit suicide before you see a tear fall down my face. Okay? Right. Like that was the type exactly of, that's the type of mindset that I came from because I would never let anyone see me be vulnerable first of all I'm an ugly crier okay so let's start there join I'm not the a... club girl. join the club <laughs> like
0: when you're not when used cry. to crying then it has to come out ugly
1: <laughs> right it's got to because it, it has no choice <laughs> but uncontrollable it's, just, it's a waterfall so that was the first big change is that I, I cried more I cried more in movies and I realized that's why I don't like to watch movies sometimes because they make me upset because I feel more feelings and I don't like that
0: and <laughs> you allowed nasty. yourself to feel yes it's beautiful yeah yeah I didn't know we don't to... like to cry yeah but to... you know
1: sometimes if you cry around people sometimes they'll be like stop crying don't cry." your pet could have died your your parent could have died and they'd be like don't cry you'll be okay so pick yeah. yourself up and you see that on tv like you see you see that all the time especially in like real housewives and you know Married to medicine where people are not in emotional turmoil and people are like stop crying the face you can't yeah. let them see you cry right. you know and that's something that i think we as black people just carry and it's very heavy yeah. and we don't know how to deal with emotions because we're already dealing with so much externally but that's again another conversation but the first thing i would definitely cry all the time, or I just might be sad. Yeah. And not maybe any for, for any particular reason. Maybe it may be hormonal. Maybe I'm, maybe I just had a bad day or something, or saw a video on Facebook that it would make me upset. And I know so, people are
0: yeah. at home listening, like, well, why would I want that? Why yeah. was that good for you?
1: Oh my goodness. I think, first of all, there's less tension in my body. Yeah. <laughs> there's less tension in my body physically. I've been going to get massages lately, thanks to the privilege of my job. And the massage therapist was like, how's the tension? How's everything going? With the tension, how are you feeling? And I'm like, Can you lighten up, please? And then finally, this is after like the third session, he's like, I've had to be as light as what with you. You really like have a lot of tension in your body physically. Yeah. And I realized I don't like being poked because it hurts me physically and things like that. And so it's helping me release the tension in my body. It's also helping me in the biggest way, in addition to just being more in touch with my emotions, is like for years and years and years, I have been a binge eater, like huge. And this is a this eating disorder disclaimer warning, like I've been a, a huge binge eater for years and so I, I mean again because I never really was able to express myself emotionally and be vulnerable yeah. with safety now I'm able to like some of my habits have changed I used to eat out a lot because it was a reward for me after I at my desk all day and now it's like it doesn't even cross my mind to go out to eat not that going out to eat in, in and of itself is bad so I don't want to say that but just it's helped me realize like well, what actually do I really want to do yeah I'm not numbing myself through food through yeah. video games through whatever 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 else like I'm able to just kind of be like well what do I really need how can I actually decompress truly so that I can calm down do I need a hot shower do I need to listen to calming sounds do I need a sound bath do I need to get some exercise I'm able to I'm just more connected physically with my mental my spiritual is very much more connected to my body and it's I love that
0: that's amazing oh that's so great i'm so excited about that so talk about let's talk a little bit more about maybe some of the things that you've learned right that maybe you didn't know before but that had been really helpful for you right i mean Mm -hmm. obviously you've gone through and you've talked already about so many things that you've done and some of the changes that you've had but were there any sort of concepts that like were a game changer for you or that really like shifted your worldview or perspective that like you didn't know before totally
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, and this is in relation to being in a relationship with like a masculine man or a masculine energy is that me, if I want to operate in a more relaxed, calming energy, I just have to be, and I just have to know what I want. And once I express what it is that I want, then the masculine energy, they can naturally come in and take care of it and make it happen. And that was the biggest thing that's definitely stuck with me over the last several months is that I don't... don't need to wrestle I don't need to kind of finagle and make certain things happen or make certain things work I just have to know what it is that I want and sometimes I think I was confused about what I wanted because there's a lot of information about there what you should want and I really had to kind of get clear about what specifically do I want and I just have to express it and that's it
0: and we were able to do that quite a bit in this program absolutely and I think it was really funny and interesting (laughs) that like once we did that and then your man like showed up and did it for you you were like hella surprised
1: oh my god number one I was not only surprised I was freaked out. (laughs) Why, girl? Why? I was freaked out because I was like, no, wait a minute. We're supposed to argue about this more. Like, we're supposed to have more tension. I don't know how I feel about this not having tension thing. I don't like it. Yeah. Part of me is like, enjoyed a little bit of that tension to try to say, well, I'm I'm worthy of this. Mm -hmm. But I think after just saying, this is what I would like, and him just saying, okay, and him taking care of it, it really made me uncomfortable. It's like, well, then I still have to work, work through my feelings about that because I still don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. I'm still working through that for sure. But I think it makes me feel just it makes me feel, how high can this go? <laughs> like, what's the limit? No you know limit. I mean? No limit soldiers, No limit no no limits limits soldiers. soldiers so. It just made me feel like, well, you know, it opens a world of possibilities to me that I just didn't think I had available to me.
0: Yeah, I think, okay, so we're sharing a part of this, but this also was about mm. you communicating differently, right? Sure. And using oh my God, different yes. verbiage and uh, different words and different tones in a way that could be digestible for your yes. partner, right? So yes. I don't want to skip over that because i think that's a very important part of the work that we have been able to do together so that you could be heard Mm -hmm. and understood and seen and so, yes, your guy is doing a lot <laughs> of different things. I think you guys had yeah. an amazing Valentine's Day yeah. and other amazing dates and, and great trips and things like that. But it was also because of the way that you were communicating.
1: Totally. I expressed, I feel X. I feel like this. And I would like you. And, you know, what I want is Y. And yeah. I think I was so convinced that I needed to express, well, this is the right way because mm-hmm. you should do this the way that I wanted you to do it because of logic point A or whatever, but that was not, that's, well, that just opens up an argument, right? Because everyone doesn't think the same way.
0: Yeah, you're giving PowerPoint presentations, girl. Right,
1: okay, I'm giving PowerPoint (laughs) (laughs) presentations. (laughs) He's taking notes, you know, I'm over here trying to present my case. Yeah. And the issue is that I didn't need to present a case. That's right. There's never any need to present my case. That's, and I, I and just, that's
0: a trauma yeah. response, right? Totally. You have to try to prove all of that so that they can do it for you instead of, no, that's just what I want. You get yes. to just receive that, right? right? So I'm glad that you have been able to actually experience that and realize that that's open for and available to you more so than yes. anything else. So that's something that is so exciting. Now you are with your guy. You have been going on for more than two years now, yes. almost three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost uh, three. <laughs> almost three. And so that's really <laughs> exciting. What has your partner said about the way that you've been showing up in this relationship?
1: I think he has been, I think he's a little less on edge. Like, I think he feels like we're having more conversations about how I feel <laughs> because I have to have conversations about them, but my feelings. But I think he feels more like heard and understood, definitely. And I think he's, I think he would say that I've shown up in a more relaxed way. Maybe not relaxed. Maybe relaxed isn't the right word, but like... In a more in a way that's less combative. Because again, I was used to having to be combative. And I think I have just simply said like this Is what I want by this time. <laughs> this is what I want by the time we do X, and it gives him more clarity too because yes. I think we're not arguing over, well, this is wrong because of that, or because I disagree with you on this other point. You know, it's more about like, this is just how I feel. Yeah, like I can't argue with, like, we can't, we can argue facts all day, but this is how I just feel. And so, at the end of the day, like, this is what I would like, and
0: therefore, <laughs> would you say that your yes. relationship has stayed the same, gotten worse, or improved? Be honest,
1: oh, it's def- I think it's definitely improved. I think we still have some things that we're working on as all relationships have I think but I think it's definitely improved and I feel I feel at ease with like how do I handle different situations that come up right because we started dating before the pandemic and then we moved in together during the pandemic and still live together now yeah and so two years of our relationship has been in one place (laughs) at the same time so we didn't have all those experiences of like going out and dating more and kind of just like experiencing life on the outside (laughs) I call it a life on the outside but we didn't have a whole lot of that as we were trying to establish our relationship and so now i think we're we're having that experience and so there's a lot of things that are still kind of coming up because of that yeah so i think we're we're working through it we have a framework now to kind of evaluate like okay what are we going to do next are we going to handle who's going to watch what movie tonight or like how we're going to handle trips and things like that and so it's been it's been super super helpful very helpful
0: good now girl obviously there are people listening and they're like, I don't know if I want to work with him or not, what would you tell them? What would you say to them about your experience? And, you know, honestly, about what you think that all of these ladies listening should do?
1: I think that what you teach and how you help how you've helped me approach relationships, it's not something that I've actually gotten in therapy, I think with and I'm not saying this against therapy, because trust me, I'm in therapy. But I think it's one of those things that is a very practical evaluation of what it is that you actually want out of your relationships in general but especially out of romantic relationships and i think you're you're a specialist you're an expert in this field and i think if you're looking as a woman or whomever to figure out how you can get out of the ruts of what you've been doing in your dating life and how you've been showing up, then don't even like just call, figure out if your vibe or whatever, and I'm sure you will and sign up because I definitely, if I could do all the six months over again, I would do it in a heartbeat in two seconds. I just think it's been super valuable and worthful and, and worth everything that I got, uh, that I went through emotionally to get to where I am now. Now, regardless of how my partner and I do, which I'm sure we're going to be fine, but regardless of that... <laughs> I feel like I could go into any relationship feeling confident, but also calm because I have tools now to express myself. I know what my little bit of my blind spots are. Yeah. So I have a way to kind of evaluate not only what it is I want out of a relationship, but how I want to show up.
0: That's amazing. I think think sometimes people think that like, no, I was going to say, I think people think the work is like just getting the guy and then you're good to go. But I think it's important for people to understand that this program is really setting you up for a lifetime of skills and tools that you can use not just in your romantic relationship, but in all of your relationships. And so I think relationships equal love and love equals happiness at the end of the day. So what we're doing here is really trying to make sure that you have the happiest life possible for optimal satisfaction. And so Sunny, I want to thank you so much for (laughs) being here with me and sharing your experiences in the program. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this conversation and probably see themselves in a lot of what you've said. So I just want to share you for being vulnerable and just telling the T straight, no chaser.
1: Yeah, straight, no chaser all day, every day. <laughs> I listen. It's been a pleasure and I'd happily come back and have more conversations again because I, I want it. to
0: share how transformational this program has been for me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sunny. And with thank that you. said, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com apply, or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon!